O holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs, really is, at the very top of my list. And I was listening to it a little while back, maybe back in October, And I noticed at the very beginning of that Christmas song, there's a very bold line. A very bold line that really, really, really challenges us a little bit. You might have noticed it. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Those are bold words. We think about it. That are we really without worth if Christ hasn't come? And in a way, though, it's true. Those words are true. And they encapsulate encapsulate Christmas so well. Because before Christ, for a very, very long time, from Adam all the way until Jesus, really the vast majority of all of human history, our world lay in sin and in error, in need of a Savior. And we as a world were pining for something. The word pining literally means longing for a return of something or someone. We wanted a return to holiness, a return to a feeling of worth, this feeling that had been lost to us as a result of sin. And sin lessens our sense of worth, brothers and sisters. It doesn't change our worth itself. We have to be clear on that. It doesn't change who we are. But sin certainly affects our sense of worth, our feelings, if you will. We feel less perfect. We feel less than optimal. We feel less valuable to God. And that is how our world felt for so many centuries before the coming of Christ. That God is there, but he's just out there. He doesn't really care because we're in sin. We're damaged goods, as it were. And all throughout the ups and downs of the kingdom of Israel, there were no shortage of moments where they could have felt that way. During their exile, during their captivity and enslavement in Egypt, it was very easy to think that God didn't care. That he was just going to leave them there in squalor and that that was all there was ever going to be. And without the coming of Christ as a human being, it's very easy to think that we are without worth too. That amidst the ups and downs of our lives, the difficulties in family and relatives or difficulties at work, you name it, in all of this that we are alone, that God is aloof, that he doesn't really care and that he is distant from us, that we somehow don't matter to him, that we aren't worthy or that we are not valuable. But all of that changes, brothers and sisters, with the incarnation, all of that changes when God became man, when that word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is what we celebrate at Christmas, the incarnation, God taking on flesh and bone just like us, becoming one of us. 
He did this not because he had to, but because he wanted to. He freely chose to become one of us. The analogy sort of fails, but it's almost as if you wanted to become, you loved Legos so much that you wanted to become a Lego. It's kind of weird to think about, really. You love Legos so much that you want to become a Lego, to debase yourself, to humble yourself enough to become a Lego. Now, rightfully so, a lot of people, if you really wanted to do that, a lot of people would say, okay, you must really like Legos then. You do you. But if you were a Lego, think about what that would have meant. That a human being wants to become one of us in our plastic Legoness. That's what it's like for us when Christ becomes one of us. It shows us that we're special to him. That's what God does for us. He shows us how valuable we are to him. Because Jesus Christ gives worth and meaning to our lives, brothers and sisters. And his coming in the flesh makes that meaning visible, it makes it tangible, and it makes it real. It makes us able to see what was always there in the beginning, that we have dignity and that we have worth. That we are created in the image and likeness of God. We just haven't been able to see it and feel it because of sin. We are created in God's image and likeness, brothers and sisters. That's a great privilege. We're the only creature with a body and a soul and intellect and a free will. We're the only creature capable of love. And therefore the only creature that God wanted to become. I'd say that's pretty valuable, if you ask me. But I think nowadays our world risks going back to that same predicament before Christ, a world that is without God. And when we don't have God in our lives, it can be very easy to feel a little worthless, especially in this world that is wrought with sin and error, that seems to lack purpose every single day. And therefore, we pine for something to let us remember our worth, to remember our value, if you will, to remember our dignity, to give us purpose and meaning in our lives. But so often we freely choose against this. We do this to ourselves. We might be the only creature that can, is capable of love, but we're also the only creature that is capable of saying no to God and capable of, if you will, self-inflicting this loss of our sense of worth and obscuring the beauty that we have as God's beloved children. We shoot ourselves in the foot, if you will, when we take God out of our lives to the point that it can seem like Christ has never come in the first place, like he was never even there. It's evidenced by the fact that less and less people even think Christmas is even a religious holiday. But Christ continuously comes every year to show us our worth, to show us our dignity. We have a God who loves us enough that he wanted to become one of us so that we could become one with him. St. Athanasius, the early church father, says it quite well. God became a son of man so that we might become sons of God. God became a son of man so that we might become sons of God. He does this to elevate us and to show us our worth to him. And in the coming of Christ, we have a newfound sense of worth that we did not have before. Now, as important as Christmas is, today actually sets the stage for something even bigger. Because that child that is born for us today will also be the one to die for us on the cross. That infant, so cute, so innocent, and so lovable, will be the one to mount the cross 
for our sins, for you and for me. So that God didn't just become one of us, but he died for us, out of love for us. Again, it's kind of like Legos. It'd be one thing to become a Lego, another thing to die on their behalf at the hands of those Legos that you love so much. But that's what God does. It's how much he loves us, and that's how worth it we are to him. And it's for this reason that Pope St. Leo the Great, in one of his famous Christmas homilies, simply says this, Christian, remember your dignity. Remember your dignity. We are called to remember on this day, brothers and sisters, that we are beloved by our Heavenly Father. We are beloved by God, who freely wanted to become one of us and freely died for us too. And that dignity, that worth is made visible for us today. So that we don't have to lie in sin and in error, but we can let Christ appear in our souls and therefore discover anew our worth in God. And if we do this, we will experience a thrill of hope unlike anything in the world. And we in our weary world can rejoice, for today breaks a new and glorious morn.